Hey, Lambs. Welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick, Gareth, and Gia. This week it was record store day, and I've got a lot to unpack here. I can't even remember when this first started to come about, like about the number ones being released for record store day. Like, how far back does that actually go? I'm not sure. But when the number ones album was announced as record store day, re-release how did you guys feel were you like i need it i must have it or were you just like oh there's no chance in hell with this well i'm a collector so the first to me i knew i had to immediately get it but this was announced i i believe around christmas time and i was super hyped because this is one of those rare mariah vinyls that has limited printing of the original one And they're so expensive. So I was a little annoyed, to be honest, that she was releasing it. Uh, Grateful, but annoyed because there's only two Mariah vinyls that are really hard. Well, there's like three that Butterfly, Glitter, and Number Ones are, and Daydream, so forth. So those are like the four hardest to really get. But she did all these re-releases. So the only rare vinyls that I really had anymore were number ones and glitter before mc30 remember nick you and i we collected rare vinyls yeah so i was really annoyed when mariah again i wasn't annoyed i was annoyed but i was grateful that mariah did all these re-releases because i've spent a lot of money on original vinyls by mariah carey and oddly enough right after i got all of them Mariah decided to repress them. So I kind of felt like I spent a lot of money for nothing, but I'm very happy to have these original pressings of these albums. But also we asked for it, Nick. We made the petition and we fucking put that around. That's literally how we about that. That's literally how we fucking met each other is the vinyls. So I feel like this for this episode for me it's gonna come more back around to like the root of like me when I went into the Lamely. yeah well let's give a little backstory of about what we did back in the day okay well these vinyls that everyone are buying that are very they're not very difficult to get and everybody has that that that's not what the situation used to be and before I was like super in the Lamely and connected. I collected these vinyls, the rare vinyls that were difficult to find and they were super expensive. The first vinyl I ever bought was, it was the Butterfly Picture Disc, the reissue that came out in like 2016 or something. And I hated the sound quality of it. And I was like, desperately trying to find a better quality version but Um, any of these collectors out there know that buying an original butterfly is like half your rent check oh yeah and it went up steadily because i remember the first copy of an original butterfly pressing that i bought was sealed from 1997 and it was a german pressing and i bought it for 200 dollars. literally the next year or it was like yeah a year later i bought like an open pressing not a new one a used one for 400 and i saw ones that were sealed going for 1500 yeah yeah so it skyrocketed and 
my first rare vinyl that I bought was Daydream because you couldn't buy. It was before the Vinyl Me Please uh, reissue came out and before she reissued everything, you could not get these anywhere. You could anywhere. get almost, you could almost get like every other artist's albums but Mariah. Before, what people don't realize is that before MC30 is that it was, it, like Gia just said, it, it, it's, it was impossible to find these, these pressings before MC30 happened and everybody became a collector. But yeah, I spent $300 on my butterfly and I have the same pressing, the Holland pressing. I keep going back to saying that I I was annoyed by it, but I was really happy that she did re-release them. Of course, I'm happy that she made them more accessible. But also to me, I felt like those albums were worth that much to me because of how hard they were to get, you know? And it exactly. felt like because she re-released them, the fans are just buying them just because. But it was like, I really wanted them to listen to them back in the day. And I spent that money. I put that money in there. I bought, I had an original charm bracelet, daydream, butterfly. I bought two original copies of butterfly. There's so many. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Singles, all the original singles. It's easier to get a Mariah Carey vinyl single than it is to get, well, with some of them, a Mariah Carey original record. And like, yeah, and it's because CDs were so big at that time. Record stores have told me before the reissue happened, they didn't have a Mariah section at my record store. They had like they had like um they had like sevens sometimes and a lot of CDs. But when I first built my little Mariah collection, it was only CDs because that's all they had at the record store. They didn't have any vinyls. Yeah. So when me and Gia first met, we met on this Facebook group group called Mariah Records. Shout out to Mariah Records. They're the best non-drama Facebook group on, on Facebook. But how me and Gia first met is we, we were collecting these original vinyls that were hard to get from Mariah Carey. So we got together with uh, one or two other lambs and we created a petition. And this is about a year before the MC30 thing. And we got how many people did we get to sign it? It was I at least remember. 200. I don't yeah, know. We had, yeah, we had like 200 people sign it and we were retweeting it to Mariah. And then almost a year later, Mariah went ahead and released all these repressings again. So I know I know it sounds weird that I keep saying I was annoyed by it, but I kind of asked for it. And I'd like to think that we can take credit for her releasing those vinyl records, but I don't know. Oh, I totally like as soon <laughs> I mean, who else was asking for it? I don't remember anybody else asking for it. Like, yeah, me either. Because in the big Mariah group, no one was really showing the records that much back then. It was the Mariah Records group where everyone was showing their collect collections. And that was a much smaller group. And we started that fucking petition. So Yeah, so you guys can um, send us money and thanks uh, via Instagram DM and PayPal. <laughs> I can't with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to be fair though, I didn't collect vinyls until this came a thing, the MC30 and whatnot. So in a way, like, I feel like now you've said that, I feel like that's pretty legit to say that you guys 
probably did start that. I think that there's something in that because there was nothing really going about for vinyls in general in my consciousness. And I didn't really see a lot on online, even at the beginning of uh, most of the MC30 stuff, like even the Vegas what um, stuff and the number one to infinity, you know, as we go through and get to up, up to date with what Mariah's been doing lately, so to speak, vinyls didn't really fall in the consciousness of people that didn't collect. So I do feel that that really put it on the map for people fans, lambs, people who wanted to collect Mariah Carey stuff, like, yes, we need the vinyls now. Yeah, exactly. And you're exactly one of those one of those lambs that became a collector after MC30. Right. Before well, there was... I, a... ha- I had to freaking convince you a ton as well. Yeah. You were not even going to do it, even like, though they were coming out. It was like with every single vinyl, like, should I get this? Like, yes, just get it. I don't know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, everybody decided to become a collector after MC30. So what it did is it made it more difficult for me to get things that were more accessible back two years ago, when now everybody has started collecting these things and it's making it harder and harder to get things as easily as it was before. Because now everybody wants that Heartbreaker single. Thank God I have it sealed. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants those singles. Everybody wants every cover now. But it's, and everybody wants all of the, um, the color variants of the, uh, the vinyl itself. Yeah, it's just a lot. Considering we didn't get any kind of like number ones over MC30 because we'd already got number one to infinity and that was the most and, or glitter, yep. All yep. Glitter. People were people were saying when MC30 finally happened, people were boohooing about glitter and number ones, definitely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And these these particular albums are absolutely ridiculous all over eBay. Well, anywhere online, really, to be fair, but mainly eBay. People are putting the price up to, like, you can get, like, number ones for, like, a grand, which is, it's ridiculous. I get it's rare, and I get it's a nice album to have. You know, it's got all the the extra songs, like, I Still Believe. It's got Sweetheart, the, the Whitney Houston song, When You Believe. So, yeah, like, people want it. And also, it's a, it's a timestamp of that moment, like quite early on in her career, so to speak. But, like, I do think it's a bit of a ridiculous prize. I think everyone could agree. I felt really overwhelmed when this was announced for Record Store Day. That it was announced that it was going to be 7,000 copies worldwide. Am I correct in saying that? It was 7,500. Okay, 7,500. So that explains uh, why there's a a few more knocking about. Wait, 7,500? I thought it was 7,050. I don't... Whatever. whatever. It's it's under 8,000, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I thought, I don't stand a chance in hell. Especially after the mess... Well, I say mess. It was a mess for me. When the Baby Pink Emotions came out, I really wanted to get it. And I, I... I think I did it quite early on when it was announced, but I don't think that really mattered because there was people that have waited for it to be available like that second before they sort of like purchased it and they still didn't get one or it was delayed or there's been issues with it. And I was the same. So I got one and they they completely failed. Mine was a complete mess and still haven't got my money back. So I kind of thought, do I care that much to to go and stand in a queue or order something that's not even going to arrive. What do you mean, Gareth? If I order it online. He was afraid because of if Lambs who purchased all these vinyls during this MC30 moment and even after a little bit when Mariah was re-releasing these things, Mm -hmm. it was a big 
fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, yeah. Emancipation, gold and clear vinyl. They were. I remember. Were, yeah. yeah, and then with that emotions release, that was all messed up. And even with the MC30 vinyls from her website, they were shipping them out, and they weren't packing packaging them correctly, and they were arriving to people all messed up. So that whole vinyl release was. It was super messy and it was super frustrating. And I was even affected by it with the gold emancipation. I never got that. I got another clear one. And now that Ugh. one is so rare yeah. and it's so expensive that the I gold have to one? just Yeah. I have to just cut my losses with it. You and know what fucking I'm still so mad about that because listen to this fucking shit right here. But I I bought the clear one on Mariah's website, received a gold one. The day before they fucking send me my clear one to replace the gold one and I would have both, I fucking send the gold one to Derek for his clear one. So I end up with two fucking clear ones. Oh, gee. uh. (laughs) And I literally, and I didn't even try to get the gold one or both of them in the beginning. You know, I wasn't like, I was just trying to be like, you know, I really want it on clear. And I'm like, I'm totally happy that she's re-releasing it. I'm just going to be grateful and get it on one. Totally could have ended up with both. Completely fucked it up. But it is what it is. I got my clear eventually, like six months later. But yeah. Yeah, I got but, my clear too. But that's yeah. basically what Gareth is saying. He was afraid that, does he want to put himself through this for it to just get messed up again? And I I thought must- that, but... Wait, put himself through what though? Because this is you have the, to go in person. I know, but what if he he missed out on it or they didn't have enough there? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you meant like showing up in person? Well, I I meant showing up in person, but then if it was gonna be available, we didn't. I don't think we knew about it being available online later on. Like it's gonna be, you know. Oh no, I did it, not know about no, that at all. We didn't yeah, know no, that. I so I kind of thought, well, if it is gonna be available online at any point. Um, you know, am I going to get it if I queue up? Am I going to get it online? Because I had such a mess with the Baby Pink Emotions uh, vinyl and I gave up on that, didn't get my money back. So I thought, do but, I want to put myself through it again? No, you're not. But you're not going to get it if you order it online, in my opinion, because record store day is you show up there in person. So I'm I'm thinking like everyone who's going to buy it, who's really excited about it is going to show up in person because they're thinking someone else is going to get it. Someone else is going to show up in person and get it. Right. Because yeah. but that's Nick, exactly how Nick, I was. That's exactly how I felt. But yeah, I store <laughs> only had one copy and he showed up at what time, Nick? 3 a.m. Exactly. That's yeah, that's real. But I think with Gareth's situation that they were making it available for people to buy online in the UK, weren't they? I thought they were doing it every, like, they, no, they're doing it everywhere, Nick. After the day after record store day, everything yeah. that didn't sell in the store is available online. But in and my I've opinion, seen it, I've seen it online because I have a link to where I can get one for as much as I paid for it in the store. And I could have just slept in and bought it. But I, oh, it, was, really? it was, yeah, it was the point that I didn't want to miss out on it because I almost had that same feeling that I had with the Mariah McDonald's merch that I have to do this really early and get there really early or I'm going to end up crying in my car again like I did with the McDonald's merch. I eventually got it, but I legit was crying in my car because the app kept, cra- kept crashing. So Nick, for you, it was, I'm going to this, I'm waking up early 
that is what you were going to do. Like you, I remember you were talking about it weeks in advance. Like, are you going to get up, go to record store day? And Gareth, when did you know, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get in line and I'm going to do it. Like, what's the short answer real quick? Like, turn the mic on. When did you know? Friday, all day. I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then sort of like Friday night, I I kept getting that same kind of like anxious feeling. Like, I'm not going to get one, not going to get one. So I was like trawling through eBay yeah, and and record store day was Saturday, so it was the next day. The next day, there was quite a few discounts on the Friday for the OG version of the number ones. But I thought, you know what? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? I'm just going to get up and I'm going to go. I did get one. I did get one for a hundred pounds. Then I thought, do I need to go? Can I save myself the hassle? And I thought, you know what? No, because what if it gets lost in the post? What if they decide to repost it and they cancel the order? And you're talking about an original pressing. An original pressing, yeah. For 100 pounds, you guys, 100 pounds. So that was the same, you ordered that the same day you decided, okay, I'm going to go get the Record Store Day copy. Yeah. Okay, so it was the day before. Mm -hmm. So Nick, I want you to go into your moment now. I decided to go right when I found out that it, this was going to be a thing again, because I'm a collector and I knew that it was going to be such a limited press that it would be a rare vinyl a few months down the road. And you guys, I decided the day fucking of, I was like, I don't know. Cause you guys know how I've been. <laughs> we got the fucking, okay. I'm, I was not going to bring this up, but now I'm fucking bringing it up. Somebody called me a fucking hater on last week's episode. And I was like, did I really even go in? Like, I feel like I didn't even go that hard. You've been calling me a hater for the past, like, six months about Christmas and things of that nature. And I was saying I wasn't going to go. And ultimately, I was like, I'm really tired. I don't want to go to school today. And I kind of like skipped class because I didn't feel well. And I like stayed up and did my roommate's kid's hair, which looks super good. You guys should go check out my hair Instagram. It looks amazing. I did this like fire sunset moment. But like, basically, I woke up with like a huge headache. And I was like, I don't want to go to school today. So I basically just got dressed and I took an Uber to the record store at like 7 or almost 8 a.m. And they opened at 11 and no one was in line. So I just like decided in the morning, I messaged you guys. I was like, should I do it? What do I do? And you guys were like, just go. So I was on the morning of, I was very similar to what Gia has just explained. I was just like, mm, should I, should I, whatever, you know, and that was because of how I was feeling before, how I've explained earlier. So then I thought, you know what, if I don't go, I won't know. So I thought, and there's another vinyl I wanted to get as well. So I thought I definitely, you know, if I go, I'm bound to get one, if not both. If I walk away without the two, then I know I've got my original one coming in the post. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go. I was, I'm in an RN a little bit in the beginning, and I ended up leaving the house at 10 to 7, so 6.50. And I, I got into the area where it was, which was Shoreditch in London, um, rough trade um, off Brick Lane and I thought okay I need to find this queue so I'm walking through found the queue and I joined the queue at exactly 10 to 8 so it had taken me an hour to get there and 
there was no tubes running, no underground like subway moment happening. Yeah, they were all cancelled at the time or there was delays. So I thought I'm going to have to do this by bus, which is why it took me an hour. And to be fair, the queue wasn't, it was long, but it wasn't how I expected it. I was expecting it to be like curling all the way around like Shoreditch, like further back into the market area. Anyone who knows Shoreditch knows what I'm talking about. And that's quite a far trek. I sent you guys like a screenshot of the queue. And, you sent me a video, and to yes. me, it looked, it looked like there was a line around the entire building. It was a lot longer. There was like 10 times more people at your record store day than there were at mine. Well, yeah, your, you yours left. looked like the most intense one, Gareth, out of the three of ours. Oh, really? oh yeah, probably. But to me, that I always expected it to be like bedlam. I was expecting it to be crazy, like crowds and crowds and crowds. And it was quite tame compared to what I got in my head. So, okay, this is not too bad. And then the queue started moving really quickly. And I thought, okay, this is not what I was expecting. And then all of a sudden it sort of stopped for ages and then slowly moving. And I think I was in that queue for like two hours. They handed out a booklet. The booklet had four pages. And on the book, on the front of the book, it said Record Store Day, the logo of the the shop, which was Rough Trade. Um, it had a number already written on there. You wrote your name and then you wrote how many vinyls you wanted. So you look through the book, you look at every single vinyl, you tick which ones you wanted, which mine was two. Mariah Carey's number ones and Melanie C, Northern Star, because uh, that had never been released on vinyl, ever. Um, so I thought, okay, I want these two. So tick, tick, put the number two on the front. And then somebody then about an hour later came around and collected the booklets. And that made it a quick process for them to organize right in time for when you come up to the door, which it, it was timed really well. I mean, obviously they get the books, they're working through the books as the queue's moving. So they get rid of the book, they get rid of the person in the queue, you know. And so I've got like five people in front of me and I kept hearing a couple of Mariah, 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 Mariah. And I thought, oh, it's okay. The, there must be quite a few Mariahs. There was two gays behind me. I thought they're definitely going to be here for either Mariah or Mel C or both. Oh, the Madonna one. And then they, they said, um, they said Gareth. And then the guy in front of me, his name must have been Darren. This is when we're getting closer to the door. This is like two hours, 20 minutes at this point. And this guy in front of me rushes and, and they're like, Gareth, Mariah, Carey, Mel C. He's like, oh no, they're not mine. And then I was like, they're mine. And then I raced past the guy inside. And there was a guy in front of me, uh, uh, sorry, a guy to my right and a guy to my left. Both had Mariah. And then as I was taking the vinyls and stuff from the person, went to go and pay. I was with two separate people to who I'd just been stood with. Both had Mariah. I thought there's a lot of interest for Mariah. I'm not sure... Um, how many of these are going to be left. But talking with um, Lambs and stuff on Instagram, I heard over here, Mel C is completely sold out and there was loads of Mariah left when they got there and they got there later than me. I've heard from Jenny Kate. Jenny Kate said it's the other way around in the US. So there's loads of Mel C's left and Mariah is completely sold out from, well, from her record store anyway. Well, how um, much did you end up spending on your number ones? Twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, wow. See, mine was much more expensive. But um, also, it's probably the same price because yeah. of yeah, yeah. the exchange rate. Yeah, probably about exactly the same price. Mine was like $40. Yeah, mine was $40, too. Yeah. Well, my story's a little bit different because, um, like I said before, I, I 
already planned. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this. I have to have it. Although I already have an original pressing, I needed to have this pressing. So the night before, I call, I have two record stores in my city. So I called them up. And the first one I called, they said, yeah, we're, we're getting Mariah. And I said, how many copies do you have? She said, I don't know. You'll have to check tomorrow. So that made me really anxious about it. So then I called the second record store and there's, they said, yeah, we have Mariah, but we only have one copy. I don't know why I decided to go to that one. Well, yeah, I do. I decided to go to that one because the other record store is in the downtown area and it's just not, it's in a really unsafe area in downtown. And I knew that I wanted to get there early. So when the guy told me they only had one copy, my anxiety level went up like 10 notches. And this is like, I found this out at four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, well, I have to get there as early as I can. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get up and get there at three. So I got up at 2 a.m. and drank a little bit of coffee, smoked a little bit of weed. And then I went straight down to the record shop. And when I got there, I was the very first person. And it's, I got there exactly at 3 a.m. So I felt good about that. So I was like, okay, great. I'm going to get it now. There's no way I can't not get this. So an hour later, another guy showed up. And then maybe a, around like 4.30, we started getting crowds coming in. So I'm glad I got there when I got there. So I didn't talk to anybody. I literally just had my headphones in, sat on my little patio chair, I, yeah, I brought a chair with me and everything because I was just, I knew I, I had to, my record store opened at 8 a.m. So I had a five hour wait. So I just sat there and I just stared at my phone and listened to music. And the guy came out and he was very adamant about people not cutting in line. He took pictures of everybody in the line to see their places. So nobody would be shady and try to cut people. It was really weird. But anyway, he can't, he comes out right at eight o'clock and I thought they were going to only let us in like one or two at a time, but no, they let everybody go in. So right when the door opens, it was just a rush of people into the record store. And I knew they only had one copy. So I was just like frantically looking for it. And I finally found it, snatched that up. I bought a Mariah CD with it and another Mariah like promo vinyl for Caleb and I was happy and mine was $40 and I made it happen. So I was very excited about that. The only problem I have with my vinyl is, is that the, um, the hype sticker is smudged up a bit. So that that's really upsetting. But other than that, I'm happy to have it. Yeah. That kind of sucks, but yeah, at least you got it. Yeah. But at the same time, I was talking to Gia and I didn't, I text Gia at like 3am. Hey, I'm here because Gia was contemplating going or not. And then, Maybe at like 7 a.m. I heard from Gia and she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And then Gia went. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, I really, I was like, I woke up this, that morning and I was like, you know what? Like, it, it, I should be grateful that she did this. Everyone thinks I'm a hater. I want to, I want to do something quote unquote crazy and like cut class and do one of those old school things and be excited about a Mariah release and like go to the record store and get the release. And then there was the element of like, it's a little exclusive and there's only one day and, you know, and it just, <sighs> the moment of it all I wanted to experience. And then uh, honestly, you know what I, well, I, I called the day before and then, you know, I did the whole thing. They told me there were two copies and I was like, okay. 
I was still unsure, but the the day I woke up, I thought about um the songs that were on the album. And I went through them in my head and I was like, I know I've shaded it in the past and I'm like, I don't need it because it's just number ones and I have number one to infinity and I've got the, I still believe single. But then when I thought about when you believe, I was like, I don't know why I'm being a hater. I literally could just get this whole album for that one song. And let me stop you right there because to clear that up for lambs who don't know about vinyl releases, when you believe it's not on any other vinyl, it is on a single by itself, but it's so rare to get. Yeah, period. So when I really got down and I thought about it and I was like, Gia, you bought rarities pretty much for slipping away on vinyl just because you wanted something like that. And I was like, you better take this moment and have fun and get your album because you know, you love that. And, spend a little bit of the money and you know and we were all hyping each other up and once I was in like you guys convinced me and then once you guys got yours you guys were like counting down my hours with me I just like happened to show up and be the first in line um people were like some people were like driving up and biking up and saying like oh they're not opening early and they were going to other record stores but I just was like oh my gosh I'm first in line I'm gonna get that album that I want so I That's didn't exactly want to go there were, yeah there were there were two three other record stores that were already open but I went to my favorite one and I was like this is to support local businesses anyway so they're the ones who I'm closest to and I didn't want to risk losing my spot to go walk a few blocks over to potentially not have mm-hmm. the album because there was there were lines at the other one. But like I said, I also was expecting more people to get in line, but there was not that many people. And then, yeah, I just listened to Big Energy and some Karen Clark Sheard and some Fantasy and some Mariah songs. And then I started watching CSI and then some lady was trying to talk to me and I was like, uh, Tell us I'm about good. the lady. Tell us about the lady. I want to hear her story. <laughs> okay, so like I kind of knew her, like I was acquainted with her. She sells like the the newspapers on the street for like the homeless people. And and she just like came up and like sat down by me, but she sat to my right. And I was like, bitch, I'm first in line. You better not sit on that side I'm first in line and I was just like I was just kind of irritated and then she sparked up a cigarette and I was like you are not smoking a cigarette in my vicinity like you are two feet away from me and you are like smoking a full-on Newport like right next to me I quit smoking cigarettes like five years ago and the smell of cigarettes is just so disgusting like I hate it and was then, it a Newport or was it a Newport 100 it was the Newport 100 you of already course know it was. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay and then she was just trying to show me her stuff on her phone and I was clearly on my phone with my headphones on watching a movie and I hate when someone doesn't get the hint and it's like obviously I'm not trying to talk to you anymore like I'm doing what I'm trying to do and she's just like in my space like taking my time (laughs) and I wasn't trying to be rude or a bitch but I was like about my face girl about my face girl (laughs) I was kind of like about my face and then she's like okay bye and I was like okay bye (laughs) 
How many people were there when your record store day opened? How many people were in line at 11? There were, there were less than 20. It was not a long line at all. But yeah, there, there was only about also, 30 at There was also other record stores like within the few blocks of each other. So it was dispersed. Well, that's nice. Yeah, there were only about 30 at mine too when it all opened, but it's a small record shop. Yeah, and my store only had two copies. So I was first in line. When they opened the door, they let us all in. I was like, you're not just going to let us in one at a time. And then um, I was searching through and I couldn't find the fucking Mariah record at first. I I couldn't either. I was freaking out. (laughs) I was freaking out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then they were like, it's in alphabetical order. They knew I was there for Mariah and they were like, bitch, go back to the beginning. Just look again. And then I was like, because they know I love Mariah there. And then I was like, okay, it's in the front because it's C. So then I looked again. It was like the third record and I missed it. Oh, so I went, pulled it out. It felt really nice and it looked amazing. And I saw the picture and I was like, number one. And then I laid it down and he was like 38 something something. And I was like, here's the hundred dollar bill, of course. And then <laughs> and then I walked out of there and I heard somebody say, she got the Mariah. And then yeah. <laughs> so you made the right decision to stay at that one. You made the right I decision. Did. Yeah, I think I did because I, I was like, I, I'm hearing about what's going on at the other record stores, but I have my spot secured. It's not fucking happening. That person yeah. said, oh my God, she got the Mariah. And she was thinking them chickens is ash and I'm lotion. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, bitch, you better. Like y'all, you guys knew what time it was. I called them the day before. They were like, there's probably going to be a line. And I was thinking like, yeah, I'm going to be the first one, obviously. But I was, ki- I'm kidding. Like, I really wasn't. I really had no idea I was going to go until like literally the day of. But very, yeah. in very Gia style. Uh-huh. Last minute. You're, you're a fly by night chica. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I threw my coins down and I supported our bitch Mariah on record store day. You threw your $100 bill down. You are that chica with a $100 bill, too. (laughs) The first person to pay right when they get their till. And you're like, I got $100. You got change. (laughs) You are that chica. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, and then I went next door and I got Thai food for lunch. (laughs) That sounds nice. So, Gia, tell us about the guy that you met in line. Gia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just a second. Yeah, so there was also the guy who was second in line showed up like an hour and a half after I did. He was super cute, you guys. And we we were talking. We were talking. Have a good time, you know. Until what that did lady... he look like, Gia? Give us a mental image of what he looked like. Compare him to a celebrity or something. Okay, he was a biker. Not like a motorbiker, like a bicyclist. So he had, he was fit. He was tall. He had like brown hair, blue eyes. I can't even think he... of a, a good celebrity who, to compare him to. Who was he there for? Oh, he was there for some jazz music. Hot. Yeah, it was kind of hot. I was like, okay, he's probably into some like 
random, you know, jazz, low key, indie, whatever. And yeah, it was just a vibe. And we were like joking about what we thought everyone else was there for. Cause I was like, I'm here for Mariah. And Did you preach was- to him the Mariah Bible? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But we made jokes about Mariah a little bit. We were like, yeah, I'm going to take the copies. I'm sorry about everyone else in line. And I was like, yeah, no one else is a fan of Mariah in this line. He was like, oh, you can't judge a Mariah fan based off what they look like. And he was like, I'm kidding. And then we- he saw this like kind of... um. <laughs> He was metrosexual, at least. I don't want to assume what he was, but he was like, oh, he's a Mariah fan. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. He's in line for Mariah. Yeah. But it was this guy who had walked past a few a few times who we would make jokes about. Yeah. And we were just joking about who was a Mariah fan because I was going to steal all the Mariah vinyls, obviously, because I was first in line getting whatever I wanted. How old was he, would you say? Oh, he was like in his early 40s probably oh sugar daddy he was definitely a silver fox is that your taste gia silver fox old dude <laughs> i don't think 40 is old i mean uh, it depends on the how you look at 40 but i don't know yeah he was that, a healthy true. he was a healthy 40 did he have those jack biker legs yeah, he definitely he had good legs going on. And I was sitting down. Oh, my God. I need to stop. I was sitting on the ground and he uh, walked up to see the list of the um, albums that were on the wall. And it was, uh, I, let's just say I had a good view of what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Was he wearing like the cycling shorts as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was hot tamale. He was hot to Molly and he was there for some jazz. It was cute. It was a cute moment. But I think he was probably married and had a kid or something. So, so you didn't get his number or anything? No, I didn't get didn't get any digits. No. <laughs> I was just there to get my Mariah album, you guys. That's bleak. No digits or measurements. No, that lady with the cigarette uh, killed the vibe. What did he think about the lady with the cigarette? Did y'all talk shit about her? A little. He was like, do you know her? (laughs) 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 I was embarrassed. (laughs) Okay, so what are we going to... I was the one who was really irritated by her. Because I was like, seriously, why are you smoking near me? Like, get the fuck away from me. But all in all, it was really... I'm re- I'm really glad that I got it because I, I don't know I had such like an endorphin rush where I was like oh my god it was like a sigh of relief just like the Mariah shirts at McDonald's and the beanies I was just like no but it isn't like that at McDonald's because I was like it's probably gonna get lost in the mail just like Gareth was saying earlier about the record I was just until I had it in my hand it was just like a sigh of relief and to know that I got the only copy I felt amazing I'm surprised that you guys had to go search for it. There's two record stores that were doing it here in London, and it was both rough trade, one in Notting Hill and one in Shoreditch. And I thought, I don't know what it's going to be like in Notting Hill. I know that they've all got quite a lot of money over there, so I don't know how many of them are going to be about Mariah. But then in Shoreditch, I thought it's a load of trendy people, so it's going to be a mix of people. Do I stand less chance? So I did go to Shoreditch just because it's easy to get to. But they, they'd pretty much closed most of the shop down. They've got trestle tables along the, like, 
just past the door. So when you walked in, there was all these trestle tables, loads of like Ikea looking bookshelves with all the vinyls in. And based on the booklet that I mentioned, um, they had your collection ready, whatever it was that you were going to buy. And you basically just go collect it. You didn't have to go looking for it. Well, that, well, I think because you live in such a big city in the world, that's why it happened your way. I live in the capital of my state, but comparatively, it's probably maybe, I don't know how many people live in London, but we only have a, this is the capital of South Carolina and only a hundred thousand people live here. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect. Yeah. My city only has a hundred thousand people too. Yeah. Uh, and I also wasn't because I I'm not surprised that you got a copy because you live in such a big big city and they probably sent a lot over to where you live. I wasn't surprised when they told me no, I only have one. Yeah, I kind of get that, but like one copy, like I don't, I mean, I don't know. Were you shocked by that when they told you? I was a little shocked because I thought they'd maybe have like three or four, but yeah. they didn't. So that that made it. I was just like that. Just. Ugh. I was like, of course they only have one. Of course they do. This is my luck. And then that's why I had to get there at 3 a.m. No, they didn't have anything ready for us, but they didn't have it like disorganized or anything. It was like any kind of, you know, when you go into record shops and they have those records on the wall and they're just coming Mm -hmm. down in like aisles. They they organized it really well, but they didn't like do it alphabetically. They just kind of put them up on the wall. And with those rare Taylor Swift vinyls, they put them in all these different places so people could at least get one copy. But this is a really little store. Even when it's not record store day, when you're in that store with maybe two or three people, you can barely get around then. So it was, I was getting pushed around. It was a little crazy. I felt like I was holding up the line every, I was scared. I felt bad that I was the first one because I couldn't find it. I, me too. I, I, you want to take your time, but I, you need to take, you're like, I am going to get this vinyl. Like I was even walking really slow because I was at the head of the line too. It's like, I was just like keeping my eyes peeled, like looking for it because you, probably we're all probably the same. I can like see in my image and I can immediately go to it. But even like when you're like in a busy mall and it's a ton of people, you can hear Mariah playing. You can always hear her. That's how it was with me. So I knew that if I just was focused enough that I would see it and I did. So I was, I was happy, but there was about 20 people in the store right when I found her. I was expected to be kind of like timed because when they were handing out the booklet, I thought it was going to be like a thing of you've got, I don't know, five, ten minutes maybe to to find your record, go and pay. And I thought it was good just because I didn't see the inside of the shop because of the queue and and how the queue sort of formed and how it curled around to the door. Like, you couldn't see inside. So I was thinking it was going to be a timed moment. I thought, I'm not going to find it. I thought maybe there'll be some kind of thing where they, they get it ready with this booklet. But they didn't explain anything. They just said, fill out the vinyl that you need. And then they moved on to the next, fill out the vinyl that you need, fill out the vinyl that you need. And they just did that. And I just thought, well, then what? Like, what? how does this work? I'd never been to one before. That's actually really nice. I wish. I would have loved for them to do something like that here. Because <laughs> it would have made things so much easier. Yeah. I assumed it was going to be like that because it was like it said, uh, yeah, record store day on the book. I thought, oh, it must be like this everywhere then. And I assumed that um, you guys were going to have that the same. But I mean, you two were all right to get there first. I I went a bit late. Yeah, I was quite happy, though, that you two got one. I was counting down because obviously. No, you guys were actually the ones who were really making me excited for this. Like 
by the in the beginning of it i i you guys know i didn't even know if i was gonna go i mm. literally just called an uber off the whim and then i like forced myself to sit there for three hours and i was like i'm the first one here and then you guys were like one hour 10 minutes one minute and it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was just super fun it felt like we were there together because we were it all did. doing it. Yeah, it was just really great experience. Like Gia, because we were the first people. In, I think that's great that we were both the first people in line. But because we we were the first people in line, it was a relief because we knew we were going to get the vinyl. So that's different from you, Gareth. Oh, God. Like I was thinking I wasn't... Like I said earlier, I was like, am I going to get one or uh, instead of the other? Am I going to get both? Am I going to get nothing? I thought I could stand in this queue. I, I had no idea because the queue moved... It moved quicker at some points than it did others. I don't know what exactly or how that worked in the in the shop because there was only a certain amount of people at the cash registers collecting the vinyls at the same time, which was four paying and four collecting, and then they sort of moved on. Um, so I don't know how that meant us moving quicker and slower at different points, but I thought I could stay in this queue until probably like midday, maybe, and I could walk away with nothing and I've wasted a whole morning. And then I kept having to tell myself it's not a waste because if there's a chance I could at least get one, then it won't be a waste of time. So even if I don't get it, there still would have been that chance of probably getting one. So I was excited then because of what we were texting the night before. Nick, you said you were quite anxious. And then when you said you were first in line, I thought, okay, this is quite interesting now because I'm in a queue not knowing what I'm going to get or if I'm going to get anything. Nick's first in line. So that kind of makes it a little bit more inspirational for me. And then Gia, when you were like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to go, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that I kept watching the time for myself, then for you, Nick, then for you, Gia. And then when I got mine, it just made me more excited because it was like I was reliving it all over again. And knowing that you were both at the front of the queue made me more excited for you both. It was it was interesting because we're you're five hours ahead of us. So yeah. you got your vinyl and then like a domino effect, like an hour later I got <laughs> my vinyl. And then like an hour later like Gia got her vinyl. Yeah. It was a yeah. it was a good feeling to have them. I was at the yeah, gym after, and I, I was at the gym after, and I kept looking at the clock. I thought, who's got it? Who's got it? Who's got it? And then I was waiting for a message from you guys, and I got, I have both of your times on my clock, so that, you know, for this, obviously. And um, so I was constantly watching until, like, I had confirmation that you both got it. So and we it, did. It yeah, it was good fun. It was really nice. Really nice that all three of us got it. I thought, well, imagine if one of us didn't, like, it would have been pretty shitty. <laughs> I had lambs messaging me who didn't know I was in line saying they had an extra one for me, even if I didn't go, but it just felt so good to actually go and like support her and like be excited for something for once and like actually do it. So I wasn't even worried about it. Yeah, I knew I would get a copy. I just didn't want to spend 80 to to $100 on a copy. So what do you guys think about the quality of the vinyl after you got it, comparatively to the original? Because you opened, y'all opened yours. I didn't open yeah. mine. Well, I don't have my original yet. So I only have it. I only have to compare it to the CD because I have the, the CD from back in the day when it was originally released. I don't know. I quite like it. I have heard that the resolution of it isn't as great as what was expected. But like, I don't have an original, so I don't really know how to compare it. So maybe you two can explain that bit a bit better. But like, I, I do like it. I'm, I was expecting a gatefold. I don't know where I got that from in my head that it, that the original was a gatefold. And especially after I bought 
one, an original, the night before from eBay. I should know it's not a gatefold because I look back at the picture that it's definitely not a gatefold. I was like, where did I get that from? So we get, still get the pictures. I don't know if it's exactly the same. I think it is, but you two can correct me. I like it. I'm glad I've got it because it is this version. I think it's made better because I've purchased an original. If I hadn't got the original, I don't know how I'd feel. I probably would be even more excited, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy in a nutshell. For lambs who don't know what a gatefold is, a gatefold is a vinyl that you can open up like a book. Yeah. Um, the number ones isn't a gatefold, so it just comes out of the slip. And then it has, um, it's in a sleeve with pictures that are in the number one CD and little baby Mariah. I think Gareth thought it was a gatefold because it's a double LP. And because yeah. of infinity and what, you know, the spectacularity of what the rarities is picture-wise. When you open those two up, they're beautiful um, vinyls in terms of, like, all the pictures. And I was expecting something similar, but that's my own fault. <laughs> I don't have many complaints, or I can't really say anything about it because I don't open my vinyls. I'm different from – we're all kind of different in the way we experience vinyl. I experience vinyl by just collecting it and trying to keep it in that – condition even if i buy it used so i never play vinyls i don't even have a vinyl player so gia have you played your number ones yet yes i have and what are, what are your thoughts on the quality of it compared to the original pressing of number one okay see so that's like the literally the only og pressing i didn't buy like oh i thought you did no remember i was before this came out, I was like, whatever about number ones. I was like, I was like, I've got all 15 studio albums and Lambs kept on being like, what about number ones? You need number ones. And I never felt the need for it. But ever since I played it and I have it, I feel so differently about it because I listened to it and the sequencing of it was amazing. And it's not what it says on the back. There's let's like, talk about let's talk about the sequencing and how you got that confused because you said it's weird because number one starts with vision of love. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't. How does it? What does it start with then? It starts with sweetheart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It starts with sweetheart. Then when you believe, and then whenever the, you then whenever you call duet, and then it starts going into the number ones, but backwards. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah. I didn't even know that. Because it does say on the vinyl sleeve, uh, see sequencing inside or something like that. And I, and that made me look because I was like absorbing everything, looking at the imagery. And then what I thought was the track list on the back, which is like all of her number ones, which took me a second to peep. But yeah, once I fully sat down and listened to the whole album, I was like, okay, I totally get where this fits in. I'm so glad that I went and did it. I'm so happy. And I want to let you guys know, I think that it's like one of my favorite vinyls now. But yeah, I think it's in my top five favorite vinyls from her now. It's always been in my top like three, but it has always been because it's so rare, but not anymore. It's still kind of rare. I was expecting a slight difference because in the UK, we got Without You and we also got Do You Know Where You're Going To? But on the vinyl this particular vinyl there is a uk version of an original pressing but this particular vinyl for record store day doesn't have those songs but i'm i'm happy with that but in america we never got without you and do you know where you're going to on it because there now there's 
there's three different number ones finals. There's the European number ones final with, do you know where you're going to and without you? Then there's mm-hmm. the American standard version. And now there's this one. Is this, is this different to the American standard version? I have, I haven't even looked to be honest with you. No, this one is like a, like, um, is made exact, from that version. Yeah. Like the exact copy. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I've got it because of the whole like rare moment, as you were just saying, I mean, do how do we feel about the pricing now? Like on eBay or any of the other sites where you can buy uh, the secondhand, whatever. Do you think the, the original pressing will still go for the same amount? Or do you think that this might have devalued that a little bit? I always get torn up between that. Uh, theoretically, it should make it more rare. Mm-hmm. But this new pressing makes it more accessible. So people who are trying to sell that original number ones are going to have a harder time. So I think unless they're not able to find this one, but even if this new pressing was for resale, it would probably still be cheaper. But I've seen these for resale market price from $40 all the way to $160. But on eBay, they always overpriced on eBay. So the first place I always look anyway is Discogs because you will find something a lot cheaper than you will find it on eBay. And you'll find a lot more quantities of them. To yeah, kind of Discogs is definitely the place to be for vinyls. Yeah, you don't. You can find things on eBay sometimes that are a little bit cheaper, but those are people who are selling things that they don't know what they're selling. So they're both, you kind of need to go back between eBay and Discogs and compare. You just got to know where to look, basically. Glitter is now Mariah's most rare studio album vinyl. Everything else is pretty much accessible now, which is good. That's good for Mariah. It is. And it's good for the lambs who couldn't, like, dish out $400 for one album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this this number ones has been going for, like, I don't know if this is everywhere, probably not on Discogs, but, like, eBay especially, it's like a grand, 800 to a grand. Yeah. I I just thought it doesn't really justify, like, paying that kind of money for something. So hopefully uh, people aren't going to be so greedy, but um, do you think we could get a glitter vinyl as a record store day in the future? Probably not next year, but, like, at some point. I think it's probably in the pipeline. Mariah knows that uh, we want it. So I I think it'll happen probably on the 25th or something. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out for the next record store day. It's a bit of a shame she missed the the 20th anniversary of it, really. But I kind of get that. She kind of missed the Merry Christmas 20th anniversary and she went for the 25th, didn't she? So maybe the 25th will be a moment. I think the glitter glitter vinyl is inevitable. Hope so. You'll have it one day. (laughs) I got really lucky with my glitter vinyl. I bought it from somebody who didn't know it's worth and I paid $60 for it. I got really lucky with a lot of my vinyls because I got them right before MC30 or anybody knew before MC30 was going to happen. So I got most of my original pressings before they all skyrocketed because of MC30 when everybody decided to become a collector. (laughs) Like me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that was our Record Store Day episode. Let us know whether you managed to get one or not. Please comment, uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, do all the stuff. But uh, let us know about your Record Store Day and how it went. And if you got one, and even if you didn't. Let us know if you've got a good deal on the number ones. 
album, whether it's a record store diversion or an original pressing. We would love to hear about it. Okay, guys, don't forget to check out our other past episodes. We also have a Color Me Vinyl episode on our Instagram. Color Me Vinyl featuring Treacle. And we did a live where we did an opening of some vinyls called For the Record. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Oh yeah, and we're on TikTok now. It's all at the Obsessed Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Like I said, don't forget to join us next week on the Obsessed Podcast. Excellent. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.